0: Regardless of the state that society's in, those who wish to take advantage of the situation will always find a way, regardless of who or what lay in front of them. At the same time, there are those who wish to ensure the safety of society and those within it, at all costs. What do you mean there's nothing you can do? The best option for him is to be transferred over to another. The darkness of slumber gives way to an onslaught of smells and sounds. The scent of antiseptic, iron and sweat stings in my nose, while muffled conversations and incessant beeps assault my ears. Attempting to shift to find a more comfortable position, A tugging at my wrist restricts me. God damn it. Ah, you're awake. Good. Good. Uh, I didn't feel like undergoing a wipe after all that happened anyway. I opened my eyes only to wince in pain at the harsh light streaming in from the nearby window. Of all the places inside the hospital to put me, of course they'd choose the room with a window. Really now, you should know better than to go ripping out IVs. Wasn't trying to. Squinting, I glance down to see several wires and tubes connected to various points along my body. Once white bandages wrap around my arms, neck, and chest. How long has it been? Only a few days. You were lucky. I wouldn't say it was luck. At that, I steal a glance towards the window. There, back turned, stands a tall blonde figure clad in a dark rust-colored overcoat, black combat boots and leather gloves leaning against the window frame. Perhaps not, but it was quite fortuitous, wouldn't you say? Pushing off the wall, the figure turns to reveal a handsome, clean-shaven-looking man in his early twenties. They stand there, running a gloved hand through their dirty blonde fringe as they flash me a toothy grin. Always was a cheeky bastard. Yeah, fortuitous. Now, wipe that stupid smile off your face, Sam. Come on, Val. You know I'm just happy to see you up. Yeah, yeah. I know. Thank you for saving me, by the way. Anytime. Water? Yes. Please. Please. I, uh, it's a bit fuzzy, but, uh, do you mind, uh, filling me in on what happened back there? Sam? Uh, I don't know either. Val! Val! Can you hear me? The glasses. The feed's dead. Val. Uh... What do I do? Uh... Oh, no. The director's gonna be pissed. Uh, unit override. Code red. Detaching. Val! Val! Uh, no. No, 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 no. Sam. It's gonna be okay. It just, uh, stick with me, okay? Stick with me, Val. Uh, I know, I know. But this should help a little. I need you to help me apply pressure, okay? You've got to stay awake. Uh, this is Unit CP54M. There's been an explosion. Conservator Rainier is... Unable to proceed with investigation, requesting additional bulwark reinforcements and immediate medical aid on our location. Stick with me, Val. They'll be here shortly, just stick with me. Within a couple of minutes, medical arrived with the peacekeepers and we were rushed here. Our tracker's down in the secure lot once you're cleared for service. Don't worry, the director already took care of the repairs. Leaning back, I close my eyes, as I try to digest the events that transpired. Sam and I are called off of observation. We're assigned immediately thereafter to an investigation. An apparently important techie winds up dead in the heart of the district, mutilated to high hell with no witnesses. And after arriving and doing the bare minimum preliminary scans, the Vic's vehicle detonates, sending me crashing back into my car, and destroying the primary crime scene, effectively halting any further progress. (sighs) Damn. You got off pretty light. Mostly shrapnel wounds and a light concussion, but it was a close one. That piece of shrapnel almost hit your carotid. I only know the basics of field triage, so I'm not medically trained to fix that. You would have tried, though, right? Oh, my hardest, although it likely would have made cleaning the blood out of my uniform that much harder. <laughs> Thought as much. Despite myself, I find my hand reaching towards and rubbing at my bandaged neck. If it had been an inch over, would Sam have been able to do anything in time? Well, just thinking about it isn't going to change anything now. So, how long are you going to be allowed out like this? It's been a while since the initial testing phase. You've been on a hold directive for the past few months, if I recall correctly. The director finally cave? Uh, well, I suppose it's, uh, special accommodations. Due to the nature of the investigation so far. (laughs) The director wasn't thrilled when the alert came in when I, you know, that I detached, but... After some thought, they felt it prudent to have a more, you know, tangible partner available to you. <laughs> I see. I'm not complaining. Speaking of, has there been any news on the investigation? Leaning back against the wall, Sam folds his arms, scowling. If there was any news, it's nothing good. Ah, <sighs> unfortunately, no. Conservator Elaine was reassigned to the investigation for the time being, and they've been scouring the entirety of the parking structure and the nearby areas for potential clues. That explosion made things a lot more difficult. So far, there's been nothing substantial enough to warrant any progress. Royce. Yeah. The last time we worked together was almost a year ago, down at the docks. Dissidents were running an illegal salvage operation out of one of the shipping vessels there. Broke that ring up real quick. Good times. Huh. Has the director gotten in touch with R.E.M. Corp. since the incident? The director has, yeah. And they're being cooperative. They're in the process of gathering footage from their facility. Oh, that's a start. (sighs) I'll head down and grab you something. Uh, here's the paperwork. Uh, Thanks, Doc. Hospitals. Uh. Yeah. Hopefully, we won't need to come back anytime soon, huh? I'll try not to get blown up in the future. Oh, uh, here's your coat. My spare, huh? Uh, That was my favorite coat, too. Just gotta take one of these every few hours, huh? Not too bad. So, you're all good? We're all good? Feel fine. And even if I'm not, I ain't sticking around here. Let's go. Heading down the main elevator to the secure lot, I fish around in my own rust-colored overcoat, pulling out my now-dented flask of Weatherman's. Unscrewing the cap, I take a nip of the golden liquid savoring the peppery and burnt caramel notes as it burns down the back of my throat. A good scotch is hard to come by these days. As much as I appreciate the sentiment, Val, you know I can't drink. At that, I turn towards Sam and find my arm outstretched, seemingly having offered him my flask. Sheepishly, I retract my arm, taking another quick swig before capping and stowing it within my coat. Huh. Right. Ah, looks brand new. Well, since you're out, I've always been the one driving. <laughs> Hi! This is Nick Koyama, creator of Turbulence. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Ashes Arc. Attention! Creating the sound effects and ambiance was super fun and challenging in this episode, so I hope that the soundscape was enjoyable. It looks like the investigation is at a standstill, but now that Sam is available as a partner, maybe things will turn around. Maybe not. Find out in the next episode, it's raining. Thank you once again for listening in. See you next time.